artificial intelligence. People think it is the takeover of the world. Not true. In fact, artificial intelligence in financial services needs human intelligence to make it work. And together, they work for the greater good of all. To talk about that exciting fusion and the future of banking in 2021, we have John Voorhees of... Well, he's got a new title. I'm going to let him tell you about that here on Bankadelic. From the studios of Karma Productions Worldwide in Chicago, this is Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic. Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance, where we supply expert views, riff on the news, innovate and investigate, actionable insights, unscripted. Banking with a caffeine kick. I'm your host, Lou Carlozo, inviting you to sit back, grab a cuppa, kick up your feet. Here we go. Thanks for tuning into Bankadelic. And today on the podcast, I have one of my favorite people in banking, someone who has been tremendously helpful to me and was a guest on a previous podcast in a previous life. We have John Voorhees. John is a 40-year veteran of the retail banking strategy space, following a long career inside the industry, including leading retail distribution strategy and execution. John moved into the consulting world. He is president of bank distribution strategies asterisk because we do have an announcement coming up where he worked primarily with community banks and credit unions in helping them sort out current branch and ATM distribution issues and crafting a long-term growth strategy. I mentioned that asterisk. John, what's the announcement? Well, thank you for having me on your podcast, Luke. So for those of you in the industry who know me, you know that I spent a long career inside the industry, most recently with Bank of America leading their retail distribution strategy and retail distribution execution groups. When I left the bank at the end of 2015, my thoughts were on retirement. And after six months at home, my wife said, no, you either need a new job or you need a hobby. For all of you who were heavy travelers, I'm sure you could appreciate that. So I started Retail Distribution Strategies as a way to do consulting. And quite frankly, I love the work. I love solving the problem of where to build branches and why to build branches and the like. And I did that for the last five years. In 2020, just like everyone else, it was a really challenging year, both on a personal front and on a professional front. I decided at the end of 2020 to change things up. So starting this year, I've joined a startup company, a relatively young company. It's only a few years old, called TerraStrat Group. Now, TerraStrat's in the same space that I've always operated in, retail distribution planning for both banks and credit unions. And in fact, most of the clients, the people we work with are in the same realm, the mid-sized community banks and credit unions. The reason I joined them at this stage of my career, because I've had at this stage, you know, you've been doing it for 40 years. Why would you want to take on another role in a startup company? It's because the folks at TerraStrat are doing things differently. When I was a standalone consultant, I would do all my own analysis and I would create strategies and mostly working with those organizations that had somewhere between 10 and 50 branches and the kind of people who could never afford to hire me as a full-time staff. But doing your own analysis, you've got to deal with all the data and analytics associated with that. Terrastrap does a couple things very differently. 
One is all of our analytics tools and GIS tools that have been built using AI programming skills. And what that means is, because I know AI gets a bad rap out there because people misunderstand it, but basically it means that our analytics are driven by some new technologies, some new programming styles that allow us to more easily find patterns in large volumes of data and patterns of what you're looking for when you're doing distribution strategy. Whereas I like to say, with my joining the company, TerraStrap is now where human intelligence meets artificial intelligence. Ain't that the truth, right? And speaking of truth, I can truthfully say, Bankadelic listeners, this is not hyperbole. John Voorhees is Mr. Bank Branch. Here are some numbers. If there are 103,000 branches, which I believe is the number, John has analyzed 15,000 branches. He has opened up 1,000 branches and closed 2,000 branches. That's amazing. (laughs) I gotta tell you. I've been blessed in my career, Lou, in that I was a geographer by training in college. I was a math major who got bored. And literally week of senior finals, I got hired by a bank in California to be in distribution planning. I thought, oh my God, this is great. I'm going to be able to do the thing that I love doing. And here it is 40 years later, and I'm still doing the thing that I love doing. Most people, I don't think, get to do that, right? To continue to learn about the things that they studied in college. Because I worked at some very large banks, both regional and national in scale, you got to do things that you might not otherwise had the chance to do. So being able to analyze very large networks, I think I'd analyzed markets, something like half the markets in the country that comprise 80% of the population. And the only way to do that is do it for a long time. A lot of the suspicion of artificial intelligence is science fiction emphasis on the fiction. You bring tremendous human intelligence to the artificial intelligence. Tell me a little bit about what is exciting to you in this new role and what you're hoping to accomplish. I've always been about learning, and I think that's part of my career is I'm a very curious person. I always want to know not only what happened, but why, especially when you're driving around looking at branches, why did the bank choose to go there? What were the trade-offs they made? The easy part of doing distribution strategies, doing the analysis. The hard part is knowing what questions to ask. That's the experience part. What are the important questions that I can ask? So what excites me about the new firm is I have access now to some new technology, which will make it easier for me to ask those questions and get answers for the variety of different clients that we're going to work with. And personally, I get to learn. There's the old rule about the 10,000 hour rule, right? In that it takes 10,000 hours of study to master something. I think I've got over 80,000 hours (laughs) invested in distribution strategy and analytics. And so what intrigued the company was they could tap into that in-depth experience set. And what intrigued me is they offer a new way of doing it that I'm hoping I can provide even better answers for our customer base because they not only want to know how many branches do I need and where do I need to build them, 
I think it's really important for them to understand why those answers are important. As they go down the road implementing over time, educates and informs them of what are the things they need to consider so that they become better bankers. Now, you mentioned 80,000 hours. I'm going to brag on myself. I have 80,000 hours to checking email. I am a master. 80,000 hours easily. (laughs) And that's just this week. Just this week. Absolutely. You know, if there's 24 hours a day, I've spent easily about 300 hours today. I might have spent a couple hundred hours this week just clearing out my junk folders. Yeah. Now, speaking of junk, what a junky year 2020 was for bank branches. I don't think Anyone expected anything like it. No one could see it was coming. If you told me in the early stages of the pandemic that branches were going to be decimated the way they were, I would have said, you're out of your mind. What evidence is there? And it happened. Help us understand from a branch expert's point of view what you saw happening and whether we are now in a normal that's going to be the case forever and ever, amen, or whether branches are going to come back to some extent. I think branches are going to continue to transform. You're still going to continue to need them. You may not need as many as you used to. And the rationale for that is distribution theory, which is what I studied in college, says basically the more frequently a consumer is going to interact with a business site, the closer they want to be to them right? Because I don't want to have to drive 10 miles if I have to do it two or three times a week. So as people are using branches less frequently, the branch can actually be located further away from the customers. In other words, if I used to have 20 branches to cover a market, I might only need 12 or 15 now because for those less frequent transactions where people want to talk to someone, they're willing to be a little more inconvenienced. There are some other really important impacts of COVID that really don't relate to the branch side, but more to demand. And if you think about it, here's a few big things I'll point out. One is the remote workforce. Pre-COVID, 4 to 5% of the labor force in the U.S. worked remotely. That's about 5 million people. At its peak during COVID this last summer, about 50% of U.S. workforce that was still employed was working remotely. Experts are predicting we're going to end up post-COVID at somewhere in the 20 to 25% range. So that's 20 to 25% versus what it was originally at 4 to 5%. You start thinking about what are the ramifications of 30 million people no longer commuting to downtowns or to employment areas, right? So downtowns are going to get devastated because all those downtown businesses rely on people commuting in for their local services and the like. Well, if their demand is down by 50% or so based upon lack of a commuter base, downtown service businesses are going to be devastated. Office buildings are going to be devastated because there's less of a demand for all that office space to put these people because they're now going to work from home. So I think you're going to see impacts on both of those. Now, there's some positives too. If I have to commute less often, then my car is going to last longer. 
I don't have to buy as many suits as I might have. I'm going to have to buy less tires for my car, all those kind of things. It'll be positive for the environment. It'll be positive for your pocketbook. From the bank's perspective, if people aren't buying cars as often, there's going to be less opportunity for auto financing. You have to start thinking about what are the downstream impacts of how COVID has changed not only you know our health system and the like, but how people are operating day in and day out. There's also a personal connection that I wanted to touch on briefly before we sign off, and that is the late David Kirstein. David was a tremendous help to me. Anytime he appeared on my last podcast, the ratings went through the roof. He helped me make connections within the industry. We had some great lunches and times together when we would meet up at conferences. And he lived a full life, but it was still sad to lose him. And I believe that date was April 19th of last year. A really rough time for you and for me. I'm just wondering if you could share any reflections about what David was like to work with. He was, of course, the president of Peak Performance Consulting and someone who was known far and wide in the banking industry. Yeah. So I've known David 20 some odd years. When I set up my own shop, my own consulting business, I also hooked up with Peak. Peak was a unique little firm. It was David basically was the firm. And then he hand-selected a handful of us to work with him and all of us were 30 plus year veterans out of the industry, all from different aspects of branch operations, marketing, things like that, but all out of big name firms. And so Peak was successful in being able to take all this talent, experienced talents, and deliver it to community banks and credit unions. So David was a good friend of mine. You mentioned 2020 was harsh. Unfortunately, I lost my wife to cancer in February, two months later. I lost David to cancer. Oh, my. And, you know, as I went through the rest of the year thinking about what do I want to do going forward, that's part of the reason that I ended up joining TerraStrat is I love doing this work. And I felt it was really important to find something you love doing is to embrace it. And so that's one of the reasons. David made such an impact on so many people in the industry because his basic belief was, I want to help you, but at the same time, I want to inform and educate you about why you need to do certain things. And I totally embrace that philosophy. Absolutely. Well, John, I so appreciate you're not only sharing those remembrances, but making visible the idea that you can turn your scars into stars. Your positivity is infectious. Your desire to tackle new things is inspirational. Got to believe that for me to listen to you, it's personally inspirational. I'm taking something away from this podcast that I'm really going to treasure and hopefully put to work myself. Thank you so much for being on Bankadelic. Well, thank you, Lou, for having me. It was a pleasure. John Voorhees is now the Director of Distribution Strategies and Business Development at TerraStrat. TerraStrat is based in Ohio. John is based in Bellingham, Washington. You can look for him on LinkedIn. Bankadelic, 
sponsored by the William Mills Agency. For close to 40 years, the William Mills Agency has served hundreds of companies that provide a wide range of products and services in the banking, payments, mortgage, credit union, and related markets. The William Mills Agency is the largest provider of PR and marketing services for companies that market to the financial industry. For more information, visit williammills.com. Have you thought about how you'll gain the upper hand in your search for stellar talent? Banker Hire leverages a niche industry with uncommon insight. They're committed to finding you qualified commercial and community banking, lending, compliance, HR, retail, and wealth talent. Banker Hire prides itself on listening and solving problems. Their approach is 100% hands-on and heads-up, giving you what you need to make smart, actionable decisions. For more information, visit BankerHire.com. Quantic is the adaptive digital bank that offers entrepreneurs, immigrants, millennials, low-income families, seniors, and others innovative banking products and services which embrace the diversity of circumstances that exist in the lives of customers while elevating their financial strength. For more information, visit QuanticBank.com. That's Q-U-O-N. T-I-C-Bank.com. Good afternoon. This is Treehouse Bank. How may I help you? I'm glad to see that this branch is open. Yes, it is. And there it is over there. What do you mean over there? That's outside. Yes, I know it's outside. See that tree? That's the branch. you got to be kidding me. <sighs> Climb up the tree with the rope. This is Treehouse Bank, and that's the branch. Capiche? Where the hell are the ATM machines? I don't... This is just doesn't make any sense. You just look on the other side of the tree. They're right inside the knot hole. I don't know. You know, I can think of a lot of reasons why this is dumb. Okay, smarty pants, what are they? Well... Let's just check them off. There's one reason, two reasons, three, three, three bullseyes. bullseyes. Number one. If I used to have 20 branches to cover a market, I might only need 12 or 15 now because for those less frequent transactions where people want to talk to someone, they're willing to be a little more inconvenienced. Number two. I know AI gets a bad rap out there, but basically it means that our analytics are driven by some new technology that allows us to more easily find patterns in large volumes of data and patterns of what you're looking for when you're doing distribution strategy. Number three. From the bank's perspective, if people aren't buying cars as often, there's going to be less opportunity for auto financing. You have to start thinking about what are the downstream impacts of how COVID has changed not only you know our health system and the like, but how people are operating day in and day out. And now, lose views. Every banker Every person in financial services has that human side that we don't always have the courage to reveal. And that's understandable. Sometimes business is business and 
putting personal things at the door can be a very professional thing to do. How else are we going to get great things done? But today on the podcast, John Voorhees showed some vulnerability and the power of what you can do with personal situations that are trying. In one year, within a few months of each other, John lost his business partner, David Kirstein, and his wife, both to pancreatic cancer. That is a heavy, heavy blow happening the same year as the COVID-19 pandemic. But what did John do? He decided to take on a brand new challenge in banking and tap his passion. That is an outstanding example for us all. Any career under normal circumstances involves transitions and change, and sometimes we are forced into those transitions. I know, I lost my job in April at the height of COVID, and bouncing back from that was, frankly, a huge challenge. I have to say that as well as I thought I handled that, I didn't face nearly the obstacles or challenges that John Voorhees faced. And look how he came back. As I mentioned on the podcast, he turned his scars into stars. His example is one that we should all remember when we face those obstacles and the things that would otherwise dethrone and defeat us. Here's to you, John. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Bankadelic. We hope you join us next time and check back in the weeks ahead as we build our podcast vault. Our producer in Chicago is Jenny Elman. Thanks again to the William Mills Agency for their generous sponsorship. Thanks also to Quantic. I'm Lou Carlozo. You can catch me on LinkedIn. And if you've got a milkshake, I'm drinking. Until next time, so long. Bankadelic is a production of Contrarian New Media, London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas.